Hi everyone, this is Comics from the Multiverse, DC Comics Podcast, the Mel Fuzz Podcast Network. Is my epic intro voice sounding better or lamer than usual? I don't know. I mean, somewhere in between. Somewhere in between. And you forgot to say what episode it is, like usual. So I'm trying to I'm trying to shake it up. I don't want to phrase it the exact same every time. I think part of being a good host is being able to shake things up and thinking your feet and. Excuses, excuses. That yeah. was intentional. I, I deliberately went out my way to not do it the exact same way. To be fair, he did throw me a curveball on the TV podcast. Yeah, I, I did that in streams last week with Tim as well. So I've really, I've been oh. making a conscious effort. I'm sure Tim took to that very well. The, the difference was before they were like full on curveballs, where it was like, "Whoa, you throw me in at the deep end here." Whereas this was just more like, "Did you just forget?" So it was, it was too subtle. Well, next week I'll make sure I make it more impactful. That's fine, Matt right. can deal with that. Yeah, because <laughs> right, you're not here next week because you're away for Star Wars celebration. Oh, oh look at you, you nerd! <laughs> All right, we're outnumbered here. Don't get started. Yeah, Spe- exactly. Speaking of nerds, we're here to talk about comic books and uh, <laughs> DC comics specifically. This is episode seven of the show, and we had another full week of DC comics from the Rebirth line, which is nice because last week was really depressing. I mean, I had to talk about the new 52, but we're back to full, full whack this week. So this week, we are going to be talking about Justice League Rebirth Issue 1, Batman Issue 2, Superman Issue 2, Green Arrow Issue 2, Green Lanterns Issue 2, and Aquaman Issue 2. A lot of Issue 2s. Um, so mm-hmm. it is the, the episode of number 2s, uh, which makes it sound like it's going to be full of shit. Uh, I'm happy to say that's not the case. Um, that was last week. That was potentially last week, yes. Um, so, we're going to start with Justice League Rebirth, issue one, because it's the new one, it's the new book. And, of course, uh, this is written and art by Brian Hitch. He's not going to be doing the art on the uh, main series. Uh, Tony Daniels is going to be stepping in for the art on the, the main book once it gets going. But for the one shot, for whatever reason, he's done both. Um which probably has something to do with his other Justice League of America series that wasn't finished, just kind of indefinitely being delayed. That's probably why it wasn't finished. Yeah, it's like, yeah he you... is notoriously slow. Yeah, and they gave him something else to do. I mean, why, <laughs> why, why, why would you do that? But no, uh, so Justice League, Rebirth, issue one. What yeah. did we think? What did we think, fellas? It was alright. I agree with that sentiment. It was alright. If it was any more than three dollars, I would have been upset. I bet you know what? I'm going to go beyond all right. Actually, I'm going to say I had fun. It was nothing special. It, I mean, the villain, the plot was as generic as you could possibly have it. Um, but and there was a couple of rough patches, which I'll get to. But the characters interacting was fun. Um, I liked the two new Green Lanterns, like making their entrance and stuff like that, and their interplay with the team. I enjoyed uh, Lois and Clark's uh, scene together. Yeah, that was the best part when they kept cutting to Lois and Clark and how he's going to handle this. So yeah, and how he should. I I think Hitch got the voices for him. Yeah, Uh yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Yeah, the thing about the Lois and Clark scene for me was just them making the decision that he should intervene and Mm -hmm. be part of the Justice League. Uh, I thought it was cool. Oh, it's one of the character things. I think there's a lot of shippers that have all came up very quickly. And they've started shipping Barry and Jessica because of a couple of lines in this book. Um, mm-hmm. But to be fair, both of them are kind of cool. Uh, 
Jessica saying that Flash is nice, but Batman skills when she's mm-hmm. talking to Simon about the team, and then later on, like Flash going, "Oh, green stuff." Jessica must be here. And then yeah. si- Simon's like, uh, "She's not alone." And at the end, "Oh, Jessica, you did really well, dude. I'm right here." Right. <laughs> like yeah. so, I mean, I mean, yeah, like I had fun. Like it wasn't great. There's a couple of, uh, for me, uh, I thought that I thought Superman's entrance was really weird. Yeah. Yep. It just kind of happened in the middle of a page. It's almost like they don't acknowledge it enough. Yeah. Or there's like a page missing, you know? Yeah, because the, the Green Lanterns have their entrance at the top of the page. And that's led into it properly from the previous one. But then, like, Superman is just there. And I'm like, it feels like there should have been, like, a, a page before this teasing that he was about to, like, burst in. Yeah. I feel like part of the problem might be down to this being a rebirth issue. And he's he's trying to get the team together, but he obviously the thing with Superman showing up is you immediately have you should have their reaction to it. Yeah. But I think he's saving that for the actual first issue. Yeah, I agree with that. Cause, I mean, there's the scene on the the Watchtower with the the team talking about Superman. Yeah. Um, which I which I did enjoy. Again, the character dynamics seem right. I think one thing that's sticking out for me across Rebirth as a whole. Is that it feels like a universe again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's coherent, and, and I, I feel like that's there in this as well. So I, I think the story is very generic, but I do like some of them. I like the shot of them all like standing together. A couple of the faces are a bit weird in that panel, but I, I'm not a yeah. Hitch fan in general, to be honest. Yeah. No. that's what I thought too. Is the art? If you're gonna have a generic story, at least knock the art out of the park. Yeah, it's speak- just kind of blah. Yeah, speaking speaking of like, inconsistencies, like Jessica looks way different than she does in anything else. Yeah, including the front cover. <laughs> I think it'll be fine once we get Tony Daniel on. He, he looks like he's putting out some great work for this stuff, and I think he's a great artist. Not not so much as a writer, but I think his art's great. Yeah, and even if it is a fairly generic and standard Justice League story, it can still be fun. But if they if they keep the voices like this, yeah. That, well, that's what I got from this. I got this is not going to be an important story like Superman. It's not going to be something like like original or different like some of the other. But mm-hmm. it's it's just going to be fun team stories because I mean, really, this 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 is kind of a weird Justice book in the sense of the way it's it was pitched during the whole like, announcements and that. Yeah, this is not the flagship title. It sounds like it should be because yeah. it's Justice League, but it's more like. No, no, no. We'll we'll be getting to like some big events, things down the line where we're going to have them all in these high stakes situations. the The book for now is just going to be fun, sort of romps. It kind of feels like it's a it's the rebirthization of his JLA book. Yeah, yeah, rather than the flagship Justice League book. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a better word, but the only one I can think of is disposable. Like it's not. Where is the when the New Fifty Two started? The the Justice League was the flagship. And but before that, Justice League was just kind of there. Yeah. And this is where it seems like it's returned to. But we also have JLA, which this is what's weird is why, why take Hitch off of JLA, put him on Justice League, turn Justice League into JLA, and then hold JLA for later. Well, I mean, there might be a good reason for that. We just don't know yet. Yeah. Yeah. we don't know anything about that. Yeah, book. we don't know who's on right. that book. We don't know what that ties into, or what this. You know, we don't know anything about. For mm-hmm. all we know, that could just be like a lie. That could actually be JSA, but they just didn't like they didn't want to tell us that yeah. at the time. You know, like 
that, that, that I mean, they've said so little about that book, other than, or well, there's a JLA book coming at some point. <laughs> yeah. Know? So. So that's just you know I feel there's more to it, but I mean, for it to be just like Pete was saying, a romp, kind of a book. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. There's there's room for that in this universe. I think so. Because yeah. I, I had fun with this issue. Like, see, when I was done reading this, I was like, yeah, that was nothing special, but I had fun. I didn't regret reading that. It'll probably always end up at the bottom of my to-read pile if it continues like this, sort of just being a bit of a romp. Yeah. But it'll always be there. Yeah, the only reason I read it first this week was because it was a Rebirth book. Same. Yeah. Same with me. It was, it was the new one, so I, I yep. put it at the top of the pile. Um, but I think, like... You know, I'm actually, I want to sound positive about this because I feel quite positive in that I was kind of expecting worse than this. And I'm like, you know what? The art gets a little bit better when Tony Daniel steps on board. Mm-hmm. Um, if it just keeps being fun and the character dynamics work well, like, I'm kind of game. Yeah. Yeah. So. I have a, I have a question. This this Wonder Woman lightning bolt thing, that's new, right? Yes. Uh, yes. I, I felt like I'd missed something. I was like... I feel like we're gonna get it in Rucka's year one. Yeah, probably. But I, was, I felt like I was missing something. I was like, "This is new, right?" It's funny yeah. you say that because it was a. Uh, it's in the preview for one of the next Wonder Woman issues. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. that was out before the issue came out, and I seen that. I was like, "What the hell was this yeah. lightning bolt thing?" And then I read I this, mean, and I'm like, "Oh, lightning bolt thing." Yeah, <laughs> I'm not adverse to it. You know, like, no, it's kind of cool. Or, yeah, so. And Wonder Woman should have a magical weapon that's not just a lasso. Like she should have something that's. And, and I like that it relates to her stuff with Zeus. Yeah. Yeah, it ties into her whole thing. So hopefully we get more of a. Uh, explanation. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, but I was looking for a better word. There isn't one. I, I guess there isn't. But explanation just sounds like I demand an explanation for this, where I really, I just like, hopefully we get a bit more context, I guess. Yeah. yeah. They explore it a little more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To like give it a bit more meaning, I guess, rather than just having a, oh, look, she's got a new thing now that no one's explained or like. Yeah, it just kind of came out of nowhere. I was like, this yeah. is new. But if it's set up in the year one book, then it makes sense that she's already using it. Yeah. Oh, it, it could even be set yeah. up in the present day. It's just that this is. Yeah, it's a set after. Set after, yeah. Yeah. Well, I just went with the year one because it's going to explore her origin. And if they are sticking her being the daughter of Zeus. Instead yeah. of just, you know, a yeah. mud baby from Apollota, then it playing well. Yeah, my only fear is that is why hasn't she been using it the last few years then? Like, why? why Timey Wimey. Yeah. T- Timey Wimey, and all oh, there's been lies and things have changed, and she's. Yep. Uh, she's <laughs> learned how to summon it. I'll take it. Yeah, she oh, forgot. God. I mean, she got her old costume back, or more or less her old costume back, mm-hmm. and she, yeah. she, she remembered it was like, oh, hi! <laughs> I can summon lightning oh bolts at Mars. <laughs> no, her uh, a page of her calling down the lightning, like almost Shazam style. Oof. But then she goes and picks it up. That would That's be cool. As cool. Yeah. Oh, what if it comes down? Like, see, like, the sword came down in Power Rangers for the Megazord. I was yeah. just it, thinking yeah. that. Came out the sky and just lands in the ground, yeah. and then she goes over. And, yeah. Oh, That's man. exactly what I was thinking when Matt was saying it. Oh, I'll take that. I'm having. The- yeah, I'll have that. Fucking Rucka better be listening. <laughs> yeah, like Rucka shot. You better, yeah. you know, <laughs> get this right. Yeah, Rucka Sharp and Scott, all you better be just paying attention. <laughs> this is what we want. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, just League, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Not amazing, but good. Solid. Um, Alright, uh, let's go to Batman issue 2 then. And have a have a look at this. Because obviously, we spoke about issue 1 a couple of weeks ago. And this one starts with a Solemn Grundy fight. We get some tease, which I didn't expect what we were getting. But we actually get some nice setup and tease for the Night of the Monster Men yeah. crossover, which I liked. Um, I know Matt's going to dig this because... See where I got to, well, it was hinted that early on in the issue when the uh, the really cool scene where the guy slits his throat, which is one of my favourite scenes of the issue, because it was so goddamn dark. But mm-hmm. he said something was strange, and I was like, wait a minute, I've got a feeling Matt's going to be happy by the time we get to. Yeah. Well, well, the time I didn't know what was going to be the end of the issue. Like, I was thinking, oh, somewhere down this story, Matt's going to be happy. But we got the reveal at the end that Professor Hugo Strange is the mastermind behind whatever's going on with the Monster Men. I had a feeling he had to be involved. Yeah, I kind of assumed it wasn't him, partly because I think we thought he might be involved in Detective instead, yeah. and also because the monsters in question from the previews, and well not previews, but the announcements were more kaiju-sized, and the monster men that he was involved with in the past were always like just men who were, you know, right. both men style kind of thing. But, but no. yeah, here's, here's my main problem with this issue, is I felt like I missed something in between. Because the way that the first issue ended with Batman meeting Gotham and mm. Gotham Girl, and now all of a sudden he's working with them. I do have some agreement with that. Um, I feel like with a mate, I can I can see this being something that we get a flashback to later. Like I hope that, so. That moment right after the plane, you know, we, I yeah. can see us getting that that scene at some point. It is a scene that I did want to see. Yeah, it is mm. a bit weird. It's a bit weird how kind of trusting he is of them right away that just might be this new batman where he's not just a a what's it i'm trying to think of the word where he just sticks to himself you know like that was a lot in snyder's he didn't ask for help too often yeah he really really didn't um i nah like i i agree with that that uh that complaint i think uh I've, i've seen some complaints about the voice been a little bit off and i think there is a little bit of that here or there um, the scene with Alfred where he's, or he's talking to Alfred and I think Lucius and he says uh, as for trusting them I don't even trust Alfred first of all we know that's bullshit yeah um, so I took that as him cracking a joke um, right. uh, yeah that's what it was yeah. well, and then Alfred plays off of that at the end where he yeah. says I, he wanted a sword for his 8th birthday a katana but I got him something more towards his size and he's never forgiven me since <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good <laughs> like, He's been this way ever since. Like, oh, that yeah. explains all of Batman. Uh-huh. Yeah. Alfred's uh, sassiness in general in this issue is quite good. Mm-hmm. So he's got Alfred down. He's got Gordon down as well. Although one interesting yeah. thing that I want to know about Gordon, even though I think he's been perfectly portrayed, is that in the scene in the rooftop, he uh, says something along the lines of, oh, is, does wearing a mask make crime fighting easier? I thought it would be itchy. And I'm like, wait a minute. The, the entire last arc of Batman, <laughs> you were in a Batman robot suit fighting crime. <laughs> that is a good point. Which did yeah. have a mask. <laughs> Technically a helmet, yeah. if you wanted to bear it, but the same thing, same difference. It covered the entire <laughs> face. They kind of want to ignore the mask super... underneath. That's true, you're right. Yeah. yeah, he had a mask too. You're right. That's why he shaved his head into that weird mohawk thing to make the but cowl fit better. The funny thing is, is I'm not even really complaining. I'm almost glad that they're kind of ignoring that. Because it wouldn't feel like Gordon without lines like that. Yep. Yeah. I'm, so, in a way, I'm kind of glad. I just kind of, uh, well, fuck, fuck the, <laughs> fuck it. Also, that. it's it's 
kind of what Rebirth has been doing anyway, like everywhere else, just cherry picking. Like, yeah, yeah, well, we'll take most of Snyder's stuff, but yeah, well, that, whatever. Yeah. Just forget about it's it. His... They're not going to say it didn't happen, but it's just like, I eh. also like that he's smoking a pipe, because it makes him more detective-like, because mm. it shows, like, Sherlock Holmes and whatnot. It gives him something to do to at his desk, so he's not just sitting there. Uh, I always picture yeah. with cigars. Yeah. Well, that's Bullock to me. Yeah, but yeah, I, I feel like Gordon can, like, he'll just, like, they'll share one. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, nah, I like that. I think Gordon's down quite well. As, uh, even in the scene where the guy slits his own throat to, uh, when he's warning him about the monster men, just uh, yeah. the start of that scene where he's, like, talking to the, his uh, assistant, and she's yeah. like, yeah, your daughter uh, is wanting to know when you're going to be there for dinner or whatever it is, and he's like, hour or two. Hour or two? Three at most. Yeah. Most. <laughs> um, so that, I think Gordon he's got Gordon down pretty well he's got Alfred down pretty perfectly uh, Bruce Bruce is mostly fine he's just a little bit uh, too trusting of these t- two characters that's the only thing for me that feels a bit I think it's gonna it's see now that we we are talking about it so I haven't talked about this really with anybody yet I think they are gonna go back and there's gonna be something that they show that happened in between the plane mm. and Grundy because this is very out of character for Batman. And anyone that's... Even if you don't know about Batman, they point that out. Yeah. I think Gordon does, right? That he's taken to these new people without yeah. any betting. So. Uh, see, a lot of a lot of this Bruce feels like the animated series one to me. Like like the way he like does his little jokes, like the sarcasm with Alfred. And that, that Batman is a little bit more trusting almost. Yeah, but these are superhuman level, like... I I I feel like, mate... Yeah, but they haven't done anything wrong as of yet, and they did save his life on the plane. That's right. Pardon me, I'm just using BVS logic, and if they have superpowers, they must be... I I, I, I do agree. I I think it's just the way he talks to him. Like, Gotham... Not Gotham, man, he's just Gotham, but... You know, when he talks to him, it just sounds a little bit different to what I would expect. I'd expect Batman to be more apprehensive... It's it's possible. I mean, I got the impression also that we skipped a couple of weeks in this. Yeah. And that yeah. he's they've been under surveillance. Like he's been watching everything they do. Right. So they've well, obviously yeah, maybe he been impressed on how they take down Grundy. Yeah. yeah. You know, and he says, and you know, it would have taken him one point three seconds and point seven seconds. He would have trampled that. Yeah. Hobo. Here's a question, Matt. Did that scene bother you? Because I've seen people complain online no. that Batman taking down Grundy that easily is nope too overpowered. Because because. Grundy is from Gotham, right? He's from Slaughter Swamp. Yeah. yeah. And so if anyone's going to have uh, experience taking down Grundy that quick, it's him. it is Batman. So I don't, that's not a because Batman. Yeah. You know, also, like, the, the, what he does, he clearly uses Grundy's own momentum against him. Yep. Yeah. So, and again, yeah. that's, that's Bruce knowing how he takes To care. me, it was more the plane and him hopping on there. I had more problems with that than I did with Grundy because. Mm. You know, and plus he the whole nursery rhyme thing was pretty cool it's, going through. Yeah, I like that too. Cool. Uh, if I actually have one because Batman complaint, and I don't tend mm-hmm. to have these too often, uh, yeah. when he does the disappearing act on the roof, I don't have a problem with the disappearing act. I actually love that callback to Long Halloween and right. Dark Knight. If if you haven't read Long Halloween, but you know it from Dark Knight, yep. they, they called back to it in that as well. Um, you know that he does that. Um, my only problem with at all is they went a little bit too far where they're both like, we have ultrasonic vision that can see through everything and we can't see yeah. him. And Gordon's like, I, that's not impossible, that's Batman. I'm like, okay, you're rubbing yeah. it in a little bit too thick now. 
What I, I do like is the idea that with their senses, sense, their enhanced senses, that he's like slowed down his heart just to make this disappearance. So like <laughs> Good. They can't yeah. hear him. They can't see him because he's hiding behind something. Yeah. Is, is you know? it, yeah, assuming it's the same rules as Superman, he's got a lead wall that he's found. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's yeah. crouched behind it. <laughs> he's, he's just having some fun with them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was a little bit too far, but not enough to make me like throw the book. Yeah. Like like the Future's End issue made me want to throw it across the room. Yeah. I think the difference you know? is if it had been playing that as a serious thing, it would be mm-hmm. fucking infuriating. Yeah, it was funny though. It was yeah. maybe a but joke. played as a joke, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's good because humor has been missing from Batman. And I feel like that's that's the remedy that it needs to be fun again. Yeah, and it's there's humor throughout this issue is especially, um, which is cool. And of course, all this leads us to the reveal at the end of Hugo Strange, who you know Fincher. Uh, we said with issue one that he's he's better here than Finch. he has been. What did I say? Fincher. Fincher. Nah, I just said Fincher, but the way I just ran the two words together, so it just. Gotcha, I thought you just... Nah, it sounded like Fincher as well. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because I said Fincher really quickly. So it sounded there like, you go. Yeah. Okay, no worries then. Uh, but no, uh, I, I actually really like how Hugo looks. Uh, yes. That that, that uh, chin curtain that's much more masculine and impressive than one Connor has uh, <laughs> <laughs> is really badass. I agree. Also, but he has one really. It's it's again. I think I complained about his Batman's leg in the last one. It's that arm, his his left to right. When you look at it, it's got a weird like the bulge is just it's not right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, his his head's fantastic though. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Amanda Waller's involved with what's going on here, which is interesting. And, and don't forget the other guy. It's General Sam Lane. Is that General Lane? Yeah. Look at this name tag. I didn't see that. Oh, so it does. Shit. Yeah. Huh. Ever. And and the guy that he's talking to, um, Do is that have? supposed? Do I don't have? know. Hmm? I got, I got vibes like it was Endgame Joker because the haircut. They call him Roger, don't they? Yeah. Um... Do they? Oh, it is. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Roger. Well, that was just weird art then because his the whole angular to him. And the back fade haircut, like, mm. you know what? You know what? I can't wait till this goes apeshit, and Waller and Lane, who are both generally pricks, have to stand there and go, "Oh shit, we fucked up." Yep. <laughs> we work with Hugo Strange. Yeah, but they're not going to say that. They'll they'll find an error. Of course, of course they're not. But part of me wants Batman to storm in and be like, "What? Look what you two did, you pair of tossers!" Like, <laughs> seriously, guys, come on. Yeah. Also, uh, from the last time we saw General Lane, this guy's bulked up, so he looks yeah. more like an imposing figure. And so does Amanda Waller. She doesn't look like Angela Bassett. Yeah, she's becoming... She's not quite as big as she was, but she's getting yeah. closer to being the wall. She's more of a fence right now, you know? <laughs> she still, again, likes Lane. She's an imposing figure standing there behind Strange. So, yeah. which right. I like. They she's should a- be. She's a little yeah. garden wall right now. She's not. She's not the full like wall yet. We'll, we'll she's get not the wall between America and Mexico. She's just like step well, below that. Jeez, that's a very poor. That's a very poor wall. So. <laughs> jeez. Uh, actually, one one last point I want to make. I'm just going back to the the Alfred moment with the. I don't even trust Alfred. I do want to point out that Batman in this universe clearly does because in Justice League Rebirth, actually, which we just talked about. 
he does actually mention that he trusted Superman that died. So, just yeah. just, just for a bit of contrast there between the two. But anyway, uh, I guess that'll take us on to Superman issue two by Peter J. Tomasi and Patrick Gleason, um, who shared writing and uh, Gleason's on art. I, th- I think they're both just classed as storytellers. Yeah. Because it is I don't I don't think it's that Gleason writes. It's that he just contributes so much to right. the story with his art that. But it's worded. It's worded differently than other no, comics. No, no. Yeah. They're, they're both listed as they're credited yeah. as storytellers rather than writer and artist. I see. And Wade and Sam may do the same thing when they team up. So. Yeah. Mm. Worth noting, it's different than everyone else. Because everyone else is just this is the writer. This is the artist. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which fair enough. I I can see what they're doing. At the same time, I think no, there's not nothing wrong with distinguishing either. <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I mean, if you're new to comics, if if you're new to comics, it can be a little weird trying to figure out who's writing and who's drawing. But it's a little. We have the internet now, so it's not that hard. Yeah. And it still follows the, rest the general it, rule of writer then artist when they list right. them. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but again, comics have enough hoops to jump through for new people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They really do. But yeah, Superman issue 2, Superman issue 1 was a smash hit with us when it hit a few weeks ago. Uh, We all picked it favourite of the week that week. So interesting to see if issue 2 held that quality. And while I would would say that issue 1 was better, it's not because issue 2 is in any way weak or bad or anything like that. It's just that issue 1 was so freaking special feeling that issue 2 keeps up the quality I just like this one a bit more. <laughs> do, I don't do, even know if I agree. I don't know which yeah. one I like more. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's not by much. I, it's it's like a smidge. Like I think I just like the. It was like fewer simpler scenes in issue one that were like heavier. Mm. Whereas this, you know, there was more stuff going on. You know, I'd, I'd have to really think about it to decide which one I, yeah. I think was better. I th- do you know what I think it is? Because we introduced a villain in this one, or at least a potential villain. I'm assuming it's the villain. Yeah. It seems like the villain. Um, and I think the villain, and there's nothing wrong with what they introduced villain-wise. I think it's done fairly well. But at the same time, the, oh, we're interested in a villain, almost slightly takes away from it. just because You, you almost don't want a villain at yeah, all. Yeah, it's like, that's not what this is about, really. You know, kind yeah. of thing. Um, and it could end up being As great. As a Superman fan, I don't care which one's better. I'm just glad they're both great. Yeah, of, <laughs> so, of course, of course. Oh, all, all, all uh, of that was really just my way of saying the quality's held up. Um, yeah. And anything I say about this not being as good as last week is not because there's anything wrong with this. It's just issue one was that fucking good. So um, issue starts with Superman taking John to a situation out, and they have a bit of a conversation about what happened at the end of issue one. And Superman just explains, ah, oh, the league were there for me, and he's like calming him down, and he's mm-hmm. like, right, watch and learn, son. I'm going to save this uh, submarine, and <laughs> oh dear, tentacles. <laughs> yeah, it's not quite. Not? It's not quite a kraken, but it's <laughs> might as well be. <laughs> just about. I, I kind of wish there was no villain, and the whole series was just cleaning up messes like this, mm. like small everyday things, Whoa. almost that, he, that Superman just does. We're calling the character a villain, but the character's never really traditionally a villain. No. I think it's going to be more antagonistic, but I definitely feel like action's going to be the more plot-driven yeah. Yeah. villains in the arc, and Superman's this more 
quieter, you know, not, I won't say human because they're alien, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, the quieter book with the Kraken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the territory with Superman, though, right? That's, like, fights. that's kind of how impressive that, that this book is, though. That you can have a crack in there, and it kind of feels it like like it doesn't even matter. It's kind of just insignificant it's... in comparison to the relationships. Yeah, right. But I'm sure we all want to talk about Superman getting John to use his heat vision because he has to hold open the thing so that the weak parts, like yep. you know, out. And that panel after after he blasts his dad instead because he's you know he's he's young and you yeah. know Superman's basically to go into some gaming terminology. Superman's like get good. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then we get that wonderful, wonderful panel of him, like the the coat is like yeah. thrown open, and we see that he's wearing a Superman top. Yeah. Um, and it's a pretty badass moment, and he uses his heat vision on the uh, thing. On, on and I like the, what Clark tells him about you know uh, aim small, miss small, mm. trying to show him how to focus his heat vision, and it's like. For all the people that were are complaining about Superman being a dad, this is much better than what we were getting because he's teaching. You know. Uh, yeah, I I don't get the don't, all the all uh, the people who look at this and go, "Oh, super dad!" Oh, like, yeah. I don't get it. I, I don't get it at all. Idiot, we, should take, we, we should take super dad back. Like, make it like this is a positive thing because it is. Yeah. Him being yeah. a dad is is literally the best this, thing that has happened in years. Well, and this is this is no different than Pa Kent taking Clark to go fix the fence on the back forty, you know, like this is what their job entails now. So yeah, yeah. it's no it's no different. There's a crack in, but it's no different. No, yeah, I mean spiritually, damn it, you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm being facetious, can't I? <laughs> I know. Um, but I I, I love that uh, when. Like Clark asks him about the the top, which mm-hmm. it turns out John has just bought bought it at a second hand clothes shop. Yeah, uh, he's like, "What well, was this mean? Are you, are you, do you want to be called Superboy or something?" <laughs> like, um, yeah. I like that stuff. And then we get the scene where he talks about the cat, and oh, poor Goldie. Uh, yes, this was deeply upsetting. Uh, and he's he's pre- I mean, I was I mean, I was always expecting Clark to be understanding. I didn't think he would throw yeah. a fit. He's Clark. Uh, but he takes it rather well, <laughs> you yeah. know, as he does. Um, and this is when we get the first tease of uh, uh, the the villain here. Uh, also, you know, all, all this uh, genome detected, blah 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 blah. Yep. Uh, all comes out. All about set up house of L, and we see that they've buried the cat, uh, which is you know, it's nice. They had a nice little funeral. It, it's a nice yep. moment. I'm still all upset about the cat. <laughs> I mean. Here's- Get over it. It's just a cat. <laughs> well, either way, the hawk was going to make off with it. <laughs> yeah. Cat had no business being outside. Cat, like, cat, was, like cat was dead already. Just you so, know, move on. Yeah. All right. Uh, possibly the standout scene. Possibly. <laughs> the o- Oops. Careful, Matt. I'm sorry. Possibly. Because the opening with him ripping op- open the, the jacket to roll the S mm-hmm. and using his heat vision was badass. But the scene with his Lana, which <laughs> until I remember her name, I'm going to call her. His Lana, uh, um, uh, it was quite good as well, and it also, I mean, it, in plot terms, it sets up an interesting little bit of mystery that John right now can still get hurt. Yeah. Which yeah. is this just because he's this young? Um, you know, because Lois brings up the whole idea that, well, wait a minute, he's he's getting heat vision and super strength, but he can still get scrapes and have concussions. Like, right? Is this because he's like half and half? Because like, obviously he's half human. 
Yeah. Uh, so are the rules different? Is he more vulnerable forever, like compared to what Superman is? Which uh, is interesting. And maybe that's something that means that when he is in Super Sons with Damien, he isn't as like indestructible. So Damien's like, wait a minute. But da- but that's why I, why yeah. I love it because Damien acts like he's indestructible. Yeah. I right. Know. But that, that's put some that's put some on a closer to level playing field than than Bruce right. Clark ever were. Yeah. You know. Because he is a little bit more vulnerable. And that's where it should be. I mean, he's still learning. He needs a learning curve. You can't just have, you know, like 50 Superboy going and lifting up Mom Pa's car just because, you know. Like, this this adds an interest to it that he has to be careful. He can't just be his dad and rush in, you know, without thinking. I really like the way that whole scene was structured as well because you had it, like, paralleled with Clark, Clark and Lois. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was just fun because I think uh, the bottom of that page they're actually split up and like they do parallel in opposite directions. Like there's like a real nice symmetry of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. Um, and I do. I love as well that because uh, one of the things that occasionally is alluded to with Superman is that the, the powers come with puberty. And I love that when uh, his Lana <laughs> touches his hand <laughs> and he clearly, you know, he reacts to that. You know, oh, cute girls yeah. touching my hand. Uh, he breaks the tree branch with his <laughs> with his hand. <laughs> oh, yeah, dear, that's pretty yeah. good. Um, so, an interesting scene actually when Clark actually gets a little bit, uh, a little bit angry. Testy, yeah, mm-hmm. just a little bit testy. I liked yeah. it. Um, I, what I love more about I'm getting tested though when the uh, when the girl's grandpa's like try to like try to be nice and be like, oh, we can get him a truck, we yeah. can get him to the hospital. Uh, I like that Lois like calls him on it. Yeah. I yeah. really like that. I, I like that he can still be... He can be a dick. Like, it's possible. He's, he's not immune to that. And no. Lois is the one person who will call him on it. At least if she's... I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I do think... I, I think Bruce would call him on it too. If Bruce is a present and Superman right. acts like a dick, I'm pretty sure Batman's going to speak up. Although, but, with with Batman's, you know, uh, pro- like, propensity for secretism, like, being secret... Mm. Like you kind of him going, hey, you don't gotta be so aggro, but I get where you're coming from. But, yeah, but, no, but yeah, like she that. even calls him. She goes, you know, I've seen you do the mild mannered thing, but this, you know, angry dad. I th- so, I th- it's it's dad. really interesting as a new dynamic for Superman in general, because yeah. obviously we don't really get to see that side of him ever. No. Yeah. So this is definitely something that should be interesting over the course of the series. Because it's something new for him. Because it's something that. Like, because he's never had a kid before, this is something that people naturally get overly protective of. Yep. It's it's this thing of, like I was saying, that it's the human series, because it's this thing that is relatable, because obviously people who are parents have to go through the, like No one's a parent for the first time. You have to go through it new. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. You've got to learn as you go. And even even for Superman, the same thing applies. Like, he'll, he'll you'll know, because obviously everyone knows basics, but until you're in the position, it's different, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And he, yeah, they, they just they do a nice transition at the end. Where he's like, okay, the only the only person who the only place we can maybe find an answer as to why I can still get hearts the fortress, and that's when we get the little tease at the end of uh, uh, Eradicator uh, forming into like a supermanoid shape. Yeah, claiming that he's going to fix Kal-El. Shades of the 90s, but in such a good way. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, like I think the glasses. Looks, yeah. It looks cool yeah, enough. Yeah, it looks cool yeah. enough, and um, I'm liking what they're setting up. But definitely the highlights for me are all the John stuff and the human mm-hmm. parts of the book. Uh, and also, it's worth mentioning the art is again really good. Uh, that scene where they're standing at each other, talking. I've already made up my background. <laughs> someone took the dialogue off, so it is already on my phone. Didn't take long. No, yeah. of course not. Well, no, it's. I I would half expect the uh, the the cat funeral page may have yeah. been your one of your new backgrounds. No, not not for me. I'll send it to you. That's though, too Pete. sad. Why would you want to be reminded of that every time you look <laughs> well, at your phone? Well, although on the funeral part, the it's a very happy looking scene. You got well, the whole sure the rest of the scene is, but but then you've got to look at the cat funeral and you got to go, oh yeah, a cat died. I mean, for me, it's like <laughs> sure, cat's dead. But for you, goddamn Connor, you really don't <laughs> have a soul. Jesus look, Christ! I I used to be allergic to cats, and so I have like just a hatred of them. Like you, they cannot come near me. So after like ooh. Just, just, don't, just cats. Anyways, no, but yeah, Gleason's art really translates well. I was worried it wasn't going to translate as well, so he does the darker things better. You know, Green Lantern Corps. It's these bright colors that really make it pop out. Yep. So. No, nah, it's it's looking looking great. Uh, I think Superman continues to be one of our favorites. Uh, yep. Out of the out of the pack. Alright, so that's Superman issue 2. Uh, let's jump over to, speaking of good art, uh, Green Arrow issue 2. Yep. Uh, by Ben Percy and art by Otto Schmidt. And uh, I like this more than issue 1. Oh, this is a weird thing because we, we spoke with Green Arrow that Rebirth issue was essentially issue 1, which means mm-hmm. issue 1 was essentially issue 2. But you know what I mean? Like, uh, this. This dealt with all the threads that were uh, set up last time with uh, Emmy betraying him, apparently, uh, to help Shadow, and we get introduced to more of the villains and uh, sets up different things, and everyone's kind of split up. So we instead of everyone being together this issue, we get everyone going forward in their own separate ways, and there's yep. very little to complain about this time. I think I have one timeline complaint thing. I I got to. a couple. You got a couple. All right, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, Emmy and Shadow uh, dump Ollie's body in the water, and we see the secret. I mean, it's huge. I don't know how it's secret, but <laughs> the secret base <laughs> yeah. uh, in the water uh, for the villains, which are called the Ninth Circle, which Shadow's working for and wants Emmy to get in on. So, uh, so we we see that. Uh, we also get a scene with uh, well. If I've got another complaint, I suppose, uh, did we have to have John Diggle in the book? Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. He, he, yeah. was, in, he was in it before and he was fine. Yeah. Uh, I, I, here's I here's my that. thing with that is I stopped reading after Lemire mm-hmm. left because those oh, first two issues I read were I couldn't take it. Uh, so when I came back, when Percy took over, um, basically it was just Fife was his only supporting character left. Yeah, Dig was gone. And so when Diggle talks here, like, he got fed up with with Ollie and took off. Hmm. That, that makes me interested in what had happened. But again, when I saw, you know, personal See, security. I was still playing that into the, the Lemire stuff. Because in that, like... You first see Dig as a flashback. He was with Ollie before, and then he left. And he doesn't 
really come back into the team, does he? Kind of just there. No, but he, he's there to help when when you know they when they're trying to take over Chinatown. Yeah. You know, so he's part of Team Arrow there. So that's just a little bit, you know, inconsistency. Although if you're reading this for the first time, it's the first time you're reading Green Arrow, none of this really matters. Hmm. You know, yeah. just a uh, long time reader. I don't think uh, there's any confusion in this scene. You just like you get that he's a personal security guy, and that's it. Like that. that. He's and, supposed to be the best, but within four panels, yeah, he, he, he loses his his mark. Yeah, the guy he's protecting gets burned alive, like right behind him. Yeah. <laughs> it's not ideal, that, is it? No, it's no. Not. Ben Percy's uh, the John's level of creating villains. Like when John's was on Flash early, he would just create all these cool new villains, and I feel Percy's doing the same with Green Arrow, because now you have these burning men. Yeah, they're called the Burned, yep. and they're part of the Ninth Circle. Yeah, you have the Ninth Circle, and you had uh, the... I forget the guy's name, but he's he's set to be the new adversary for Ollie that took over the company. Mm, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. company did. Uh, you got him, so yeah. Some of my favourite stuff on this actually might be the Black Canary um, yes. scenes. This is, yep. this is a bit where I don't understand why this is called Green Arrow and not just... Green Arrow, Green Arrow Black, Black Canary. Canary. Because it, even in the first issues, at least all of her scenes were in context of with him. Right. This was her doing her own thing. Yeah, she's got her own like subplot here. Even though it's related to Ollie, because she's looking mm-hmm. to see what happened to him and whatever. Because she doesn't believe the lies are saying in the news. Which is nice, it's like building up there. Yeah. yeah. Like how, how she sees him, even though she sort of left in a bit of a huff last issue. Um, it, it shows how they are. Um... But we get we get uh, all these assistant dude. What's his name? I forget his name. Fife. Fife. There you go. Uh, him finding Ollie because of uh, the beacon, which is actually Emmy's beacon, which makes me think that Emmy's actually not betrayed him, and she's. See, I'm I'm not entirely sure that she hasn't betrayed him. I think she did, but she's not committed to it. Right. Okay. She wants to go with her mother, and so she's like, because obviously she had that relationship. She wants that relationship, but she doesn't want to completely. She's not completely into it. You may be right, but no. the the point I was making that she's planked the, the beacon on him. Oh, yeah, definitely. So that it'll yep. get found. So, well, and also, if she wanted to kill him, he would have been dead. Hmm. Like, there would have yeah. been this no fishing him out of the water. So she's not full go. I think, like, it's not a deep undercover, but she's definitely going to try to handle this. Yeah. I see, that's the thing. I don't think it's an undercover thing at all. I think she just didn't commit to going that far. Oh, no, we'll see. We'll see. I can't see her just turning on her brother like that after after all of this. Like Percy's gone out of his way to show their relationship in the first in the rebirth and in issue one. It's so true. I, I I can't see her just cut, cutting the ties. Jesus Christ, Matt. <laughs> it's it's my 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 mouse thing keeps sliding. So oh, dear, 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 I keep dear. hitting it when I move my mouse. But yeah. anyways, um, no my. My whole thing here is how how many times are we gonna have a billionaire character that loses everything for them to start from yeah. back from the bottom? Specifically, <laughs> Oliver Queen, it seems to happen all the damn time. Yeah, on a really regular uh, pace. And and even if you've never read Green Arrow before, if you've seen the show, it happens every season. <laughs> if you if you're familiar with Batman in any sense, it happens to Batman all the time. Like, yeah. can we just let the billionaires? Have their money and keep it like off to uh, the side. I just want to point out in the show he's actually homeless right now. Like, oh good god! 
<laughs> that's 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 how much like they took away his money. So it'll be interesting to see how far this goes. Uh, yeah, I, I I agree with that they do this far too often. Uh, at the same time, I do like the scene where he goes to, I think it's his apartment building, and they're they're tearing it down. <laughs> they're, yeah. de- they're actually demolishing it. Uh, uh, I love the the contracting guy. It looks like just like he's a bum. Yeah, yeah. Like clearly, like I know he was he was out for like a couple weeks, but you would think the guy would recognize Oliver Queen even if he's disheveled. Mm. But he's just he's like. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of people's house there, buddy. Yeah, say goodbye. <laughs> so. Actually, I, this is where my one timeline complaint thing because after this scene of him seeing his apartment building demolished, there's a scene yeah. of Black Canary going to like the police impound where the boat is that it was dumped yeah. off of. Right, and I'm like, wait a minute. They said when he woke up that he'd been out for like a, two weeks or something like that. There was yeah. a, a line of dialogue. And the scene before that was Black Canary on the rooftop going, oh, I don't believe these news reports. I'm going to look into this. She waited two weeks to go and check well, the Well, see, this is where I got different from you. Because I thought, uh, who was it that picked him up again? Was it? It was Fife. Yeah, right. So they picked him up out of the water, but they just didn't bring that boat back. They left it there. I guess. I and then know. it took a couple of weeks for the, the, the actual well, authorities was- to get it back. Maybe because he, because they dumped him from the boat, and he floated and washed up. That's where they found the beacon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe they just found the boat later drifting. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I guess. I, I just it was Who just knows? weird because it cut to that, and it felt like that should have been like the next night after we seen that you know scene of Black Canary on the rooftop. Been yeah. like, I'm going to look into this. And it just felt like wait a minute, two weeks have passed. <laughs> yeah. Well, she, What's she been doing these past two weeks? Sitting playing Angry Birds? Maybe like she what? was follow- maybe she was following other leads that just didn't pan out and there was no point in looking well, at them. You know what? That was universe a- they they got Pokemon Go too, so she was uh, out. <laughs> By the way, I wasn't trying to intentionally make like a weird birds of prey pun, but I'll take <sighs> it. <laughs> well done. Well done, sir. I'll take it anyway. Uh, and she finds the logo which was on the coins that go into the all the, the burning men's victims oh. when she does some Google searching. Um <laughs> It's terrible if you're seeking organization, just leaving your logo on everything. Uh, <laughs> not advisable. Nah. No. But I, I guess they wanted like people to know there's some sort of organization that are making all these kills. And... That, is, that is a good yeah. point. It's like you've got to leave a mark so that you, you're you aware that this is a threat and like, yeah, you're, you're in control. It's like uh, Home Alone 2, the, the Sticky Bandits. You have a signature. <laughs> sure. We're not the White Bandits anymore. We're the Sticky Bandits. <laughs> exactly. Uh is that in their calling card? Joker leaves playing cards behind with his, you know, the Joker cards on it. Uh, yeah. What's the what's the point? He wants that man to something. chase him though. Yeah. This is a secret organization. The Court of Owls don't leave calling cards. <laughs> that's true. Well, that's, that's no. All. But clearly, the Court of Owls are better than this Ninth Circle. Aye. Aye. Uh, and I. I'm actually I'm tempted to count the circles in this logo and see if there's actually any of the bloody things. I don't believe there is. I think there's more. But <laughs> count it now. Have to look. <laughs> Let's get to the bottom of this. Let's get some proper sleuth action going on here. <laughs> like there goes... I actually think there is nine because one of them overlap. Like, oh my god, <laughs> what is oh. going on? <laughs> well, we're we're establishing oh. what a fraud this nine circle is they're, they're leaving the calling car like a bunch of idiots and the calling cars don't even get the correct number of circles 
I'm not sure. I'm not sure <laughs> if it is nine or not. I can't tell. Also, well, and we'll tag we, Ben Percy on this, yeah. and he can tag Otto Schmidt. Yeah, was and when we'll she, get to the bottom. When she googles it, oh, by the way, I liked it. The the Google caption, or, you know, well not Google, you know, what I mean whatever she's using the search engine caption, uh, says, "Did you mean this?" Because Google does that all the time with people. Yeah. Um, and it says nine circles of hell. Now, I always seem to remember Dante's Inferno being seven circles of hell. Am I wrong? Was it nine? That's nine. Is it nine? It's nine. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. That's just my memory then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. The seventh circle always pops up in fiction. Is that why I'm thinking being, seven? I think so, yeah. for being, like, the most horrific. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I, I like I like that they're, like, they're, they're at least naming themselves, like, after the circles of hell, though. I like that. Yeah. Uh, That's the question. Are, are there eight other circles, like subsections of the gang? I think no. I think they just mean that they're the they're the, the worst. The, 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 yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah, they're at the bottom. But, but how cool hell. would it be if like they like this is the like the American branch, say, and like oh, there are other ones around. What? So the first circle just like ah, we'll maybe slap you, but we're not that well, evil. The, the first circle gets somewhere really small and shit as an area, whereas the ninth go. We're having America. This is a pretty big area. We'll take this. <laughs> I was going to make a UK joke, but I'm just not going to make that level here. <laughs> I was uh, which level we would get again yeah. when you were playing yeah. it. Uh, well, we were at the eighth circle, but then Brexit happened, so now it's... Uh, <laughs> at like four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, all right, so the, the book, uh, Ollie, five basically tells Ollie, look, you're not rich anymore. I can't work for free. Piss what off. a prick! I know. <laughs> Although I'm thinking this just might be a cover because he knows they're being watched, and he's gonna Fife's gonna show up and, and help because you feel if it was that important they would show it instead of just over the phone. It was a bit weird. It felt very like like admittedly I don't remember much about the character from what I read from like the mirrors run and stuff, but I don't remember but he worked at, for him for yeah he worked yeah. for him for free almost the whole time. Yeah, because at that point. So it started off he didn't have a job at all. He was living in his mom's basement because he right. got fired from, from Queen Industries. Queen, right. And then, so it, I was like, yeah, help me out. Come on then. So he did. And then he, I'm pretty sure they were like living in a van for a while. Yeah. Mm. And then he was living above in the last one. He was living above the Chinese place. Yeah. So, yeah. So, again, he's been working for free for a while. So yeah, I just think this is a plot point that's going to... Well, we're not going to do what, you know, to Percy, what happened to Nick Spencer and get all pissed off because we don't have the full story, you know? Aye, aye. Mm. So, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm sure there's payoffs. This is the second or, depending on how you look at it, third issue. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I'm sure, like, even if it is, like, an out-of-character thing, even if it is genuine, they'll, like, maybe we'll get a reason why he has had a change of heart, like, or something like that. Yeah. There's a thing where I can accept a few things like that in the first few of the series when they're setting the board for their own game. It's like, yeah. this is what it was before, but I want this. It's like, well, fine, you can rearrange a few pieces. Like, it doesn't yeah. really matter. Break a couple of rules. Do what you want, as long right. as the story going forward is good. Right. Yeah. So, we got... Dana or Dana, you know, uh, investigating, and Ollie sits up at the end, being like, "All right, everyone's fucked off. I guess I'm a solo, yeah. solo warrior here," and sits up. Uh, um, that so it's kind of an in between issue. It kind of just like gets all the pieces from the last issue, 
put some into new places for the next one. Uh, I think it was solid read though, and I enjoyed it. I thought it was better than the last issue because I, I feel like I had less problems. Uh, the rebirth issue is still the best one though, I think, out of the three. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that. probably. Yeah. Um, but no, it's still a solid series. Still, still very good. Uh, it's a standout for a lot of people, and I, I think that's. It's completely fair if you choose this as your favourite series at the minute. But I wouldn't really hold it against you. Yeah, I think he's preemptively saying that, so we don't uh, give him shit later. Anyone that doesn't say Superman, I want to kick in the teeth. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. That's just my bias. Alright, well, let, let's keep it green and jump over to Green Lanterns issue 2, uh, written by Sam Humphreys, art by Robson Rocker. And uh, we, like, for both the past weeks we've had Green Lanterns, we've all unanimously put it at the bottom of the list. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like both times. I do think this is the best issue of this so far. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's it's the best and it's the worst, depending. Well, it's the best for the reasons why I like it. It's the best because it focuses like the first two pages. I would happily just trim out the book because it's oh, red lanterns, blah blah blah. We're going to take over Earth, blah blah blah. All right, done. Back to Earth. <laughs> like, that's basically what they could have are. ended the last issue with that. No, the problem is, those three pages or whatever they are are some, in my opinion, the worst of the series yet. But what they do after that is we, we focus, we home in on Jessica, who has long hair, as she's supposed to. Unless she gets a haircut at the end of this arc, and that's why in Justice League she's got shorter hair. That would explain it. That would explain it. And, that, and that, if that's the case, then fair enough. But right now, it just seems inconsistent. <laughs> Maybe it's one of her one of the ways she deals with her anxiety is she goes to her natural hairdressers. She goes right. and gets a, a haircut in public. It's actually weird. Just to go on a slight tangent here, uh, we recorded a review earlier for the new episode of Killjoys for Almost Cancelled the, on the mm-hmm. Mailfuzz TV channel. And we spent like half that, that episode talking about how half the, the women's hairstyles had changed between episodes. <laughs> and it was completely unbelievable given the situations that we're all in. But whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but back to Green Lanterns yeah so this focused mainly on Jessica and her own anxiety and I really like Jessica as a character and I thought this did because it spent so much time focusing on her and her wanting to save her sister and then a flashback to her and Jessica uh, to Jessica and her sister Sarah um, when she like first got her ring and she's like showing it off and like she can fly and all that in the, the backyard and I really liked all that stuff Um and plus it also taught us, I don't know if we, they'd mentioned this yet, that she can't make constructs. No, but I no, like they that. Hadn't. I like that too. I like that she's on a bit of a learning curve and she can't do that yet. Like she can she can blast with her th- ring, she can fly with the ring and have the costume, but she can't actually physically make a, a construct yeah. yet. And I think that's actually a really cool touch. That also, yeah. at least for the time being, separates our power set from Baz, who also mm-hmm. has this new thing where you can see like glimpses of the future. Uh, but no I I really liked a lot of this I liked them bickering whilst he comes in in his big green truck and I liked uh, her fighting him off and going back to try and help but the standout for me was the scene in the the backyard with the sisters and her showing off her powers and be like right don't don't embarrass me ring make me look cool I I, I really like the ring itself like it has like this conversation with her Mm. and it's, it's like playing it it's you know when you have comedy, but but one one person plays it really straight as if it's not a yeah. comedy, and it just makes yeah. it funnier. Yeah, the ring's that's, a straight man. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what it is, and I, I really like that. Um, I will say, like, I think the art is actually pretty decent for the most part. Like, I I think it looks good. 
with some exceptions of some faces and um, in the scene with the sisters there is one particular panel uh, on the top right uh, I think it's the last page of the flashback it is um, where both sisters look like the fucking Joker I don't know what's going on they with those smiles they truly proper evil don't they yeah. yeah I don't know what's going on with their smiles there but they look like the fucking Joker <laughs> <laughs> I don't it's know not even just that. It's like it, her hands on top of her head, and it looks like a witch's hand. It, yeah, it does. Like they look proper evil. I don't know what's going on with that art there, because uh, I think when they're in costume and stuff, and they're doing all the green art and stuff, it's pretty, pretty good. It's fine. It's, it's not. Yeah, I really like not, it for the most part. It's not a standout of the week, but it's certainly, you know. I gotta see this panel now. I <laughs> want to see this this page. <laughs> <laughs> Is the terror to find yeah. it there? Yeah. It is proper, like, evil witches. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. Especially Jessica. Jessica looks like the Joker. If you paint her face white... <laughs> what scene is this in again? So it's in the flashback, just after she's like trying to fly and she's she's fell down. It's where they're gotcha. just staring up at like the, all the green. Yeah, yeah the, Northern, the Northern Lights sort of looking page. The top panel gotcha. on that one. Oh, jeez. Oh, I'm kicking this. <laughs> I need to start looking at these closer because I just usually just read the uh, read the dialogue and uh, I, I scan can the pictures. See, I can see it now. Everyone listens to this is quickly flicking yeah. through the again, like, yeah. "Oh shit, it is really evil." <laughs> yeah, they, they look demented. Uh, it really stuck out to me when I was reading. I was like, "What the hell is going on?" Hi. God, next time just point the eyes down. It won't look as bad. Even in the page before that, uh, Jessica's sister looks a little bit evil, but she's got her yeah. arm over her shoulder. Uh, I, I don't know. I think. I think I think Roka just needs to practice uh, smiling. Yeah, yeah. Pra- practice his smiling females a little bit more, just because they look a bit demented. Uh, well, just keep them neutral. Just keep them neutral. Yeah, yeah rest in bitch face. If, if in May- doubt, rest in bitch <laughs> face. Maybe even just a less toothy smile. So I. <laughs> Skype is a dick, basically, uh, and cut us off. So uh, where were we then? Yeah, so creepy Joker faces yeah. and. Uh, Baz basically wrestles Jessica out and flies her out into space for the final cliffhanger of uh, what's going on. And they see that a big part of the planet has been covered in the Red Lantern uh, logo. And we get the sense that this rage thing, that the, the machine that they've, they kicked off with the last issue. The Hell Tower. The Hell Tower, yeah, is infecting like rage and rage inducing everyone around it. Here's, here's my thing. I like the Rainbow Core. I like when it's written by Johns and it's handled well. I do not like when other people try to do this. It feels yeah. so silly and weird. It's called a hell tower. <laughs> I just think about that. See, the thing is, I wouldn't even mind other people doing it in like three years. Yeah. Just, just do something different. Do yeah. something of your own. We just need a and, break. Well, like we, we just praised... Green Arrow for creating villains. Right. Do something right. yourself. Do something original. Yeah. Don't just go. Well, this was successful for ten years, so yeah. let's just do this. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, um, the second arc will maybe dive into that territory a little bit more. I hope so. Um, I'm really hope so because Jessica's quickly know. becoming my favorite Green Lantern. Yeah. Oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm. She's not beat Hal for me yet. Like, not Hal's... yet, but like, this keeps up. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm really liking Jessica too. Um, oh. And she, like, that, this issue is definitely the best of the three because of its focus and on not her. only her specifically, but just the, the the character side of it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Is what most of this is. Uh, 
So, no. So I like this one more than the last two issues, but the, the complaints about, yeah, I could be doing with, without the Red Lanterns. Yeah. And, just, and their motivation for starting, like, I know Atrocitus's origin, and his whole sector was wiped out by the Manhunters. So you're going to go wipe out a whole planet? Yeah. I, d I don't understand. What's his yeah. reason for any of this? That's what I don't get. Because I think Yzmalt's dying, and he can't sustain the Red Lanterns anymore. Uh, How so about... So, so that means I'm Yzmalt, because I can't sustain the Red Lanterns anymore. <laughs> so, like... Oh, dear. Yeah, I think we just need a break from all of that, and I, th I think once Humphreys can get away from that, and... I mean, if we find out that the next arc is the Indigo Tribe, I'm going <laughs> to throw something. That, that's the thing. It's like, if, if this yeah. is more Rainbow Core stuff after... I'll feel like I'll want to drop it because I don't know yeah. how much more of that I can take. But yeah. then, like I said, I'm really loving Jessica, so I'm going to want to stick with it. And that, then right. I have an actual dilemma. And see, and this is where I find that DC gets you more than Marvel does, is is Marvel gets you with writers. Like, I don't care who the character is. I'll read anything by Jason Aaron. Like, I don't care about Doctor Strange. I've been loving that book. But when it comes to DC, I care about the characters more than I care about the creatives. So then I'll stick it out on the Rainbow Core stuff because I like, you know, Jessica and Simon and, and whatnot. More yeah. so than, than Humphreys. I'll definitely give them more rain than I would Marvel, but there is exactly. still a limit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I... I mean, the, the good thing is, is this arc will be done in about a month and a half. Yeah. <laughs> because we're double shipping, so if it's six oh. issues long, say, you know, we'll get to that the end of this arc really quickly. So we'll Jesus, know we'll be done by the end of August. Yeah, we'll yeah. know pretty soon. By see, you know, yeah, I thought I was gonna hate the double shipping because you know it's you're trying to stay on top of everything. But when you remember that, like you'll get out of these bad storylines quicker. And like the Monster Men stuff's already being teased in Batman, and that yeah. stuff's coming in September. Yeah, right? I'm liking that. Yeah. Mm. So like again, they're just they're doing it in a way that. That keeps me interested. I, I, and you're not I, just like, oh, Batman again? It's like, yeah. oh no, look look what we have to look forward to. I think I think it all comes down to if you're enjoying what's going on, you love that it's double shipping because yeah, like, yeah great, I get the next part sooner. But yeah. if you're if it's one that you were thinking of dropping, then you're like, Yeah, this is just more of a reason to drop it because I clearly don't want two of these a month if I'm already thinking yeah. that I don't want it. Yeah. So it's 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 just kinda of weird the way it works out. But yeah. uh so no, that's, that's Green Lanterns, and obviously we're still sticking with it. And uh, despite, oh, yeah, despite despite complaints, some complaints, there's definitely some stuff in there I like, and I'm really liking yeah. Jessica. So yep. uh, maybe this is the first week where it won't unanimously be the bottom book. We'll see. Maybe it will, maybe yeah. it won't. <laughs> but I mean, if that's the low standard, then hey, we're not doing too bad. Um, all right. So next up, that'll take us on to the final book of the week, and that is Aquaman issue two. By Dan Abnett and Scott Eaton. And this actually comes, this is the shortest gap from the previous issue because this was actually in the opposite weeks before and it's changed yeah. to the Batman Superman week as opposed to the Action Detective week. That's how I'm going to differentiate them. Just because yeah. it's Makes easy, sense. easy way to do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Aquaman, issue two. Uh, last issue we had Black Manta uh, plant a bomb in the embassy and yeah. at attack Mira, uh, Aquaman and uh, Black Man took it into a fight and that's kind of where we left off yeah. and this issue is mostly their fight with some flashbacks and other little things peppered but it's mostly them uh, going mano a mano and Aquaman doing a badass thing where he plants a, a 
a harpoon that's in his shoulder. He throws himself into a wall, so the mm-hmm. harpoon's in the wall, and then pulls himself off the harpoon. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know why he just didn't pull it through, because, like, once it's already through you, through the back, right, you can't mm. pull it back out the other way. So yeah. I don't know why he just <laughs> didn't go the he, other way. But he, he wanted to show Manta that he's that badass. It's like, yeah, fucking, uh, bring your worst. Yeah, he wanted the, the Royal Navy check to be like, bloody yeah. hell. Like, cause it, she, no, they it's actually, crikey. Is it, she says bloody hell. Does she do bloody hell? Next page, crikey, next page. Because it actually spells it out in that really uh, stereotypical British, the, British way. Hell, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bloody hell. Like, she says crikey when they start fighting. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, he, and Aquaman's fighting with this harpoon going through his shoulder but yeah hot damn Aquaman being badass yeah I you know what I, I reread all these before we recorded like I mm-hmm. always do this now I reread everything again before we record and this issue it went up a little bit for me when I reread it mm. when I first cool. read it I finished it and I thought I mean that was fine like I enjoyed it like I, I have no real big complaints mm-hmm. but at the same time I felt like and I do have one major complaint that I still have, mm-hmm. but uh, the flashbacks played better for me the second time. I, I felt like, all right, I, I like that they're sort of tying this back into the the start of the the, the cycle of vengeance, yeah, and why it's there. And um, you know, I I like the Royal Navy officer again. I like the the fight's mostly pretty well done. The badass moment we spoke about, um, the the Atlantean sort of officers like dealing with getting the. The public off the and Merc, yeah, Merc saying like they have to, even if they don't like them. Yeah, this is only gonna make it worse if yeah. we don't help them. I yeah. think I, I really just love the Aquaman Manta relationship. The whole you can't kill each other sort of thing. Yep. It's, it's we see it all the time. It's it's classic yeah. superhero stuff, but it always works. Yeah, but, well, but actually... here it's it's personal because I can see Manta snapping finally, like when he's got mm. nothing else left to lose, and just full going. this is actually my one problem with the issue is I think Manta Manta deciding not to kill him doesn't it's all about too easy and like if this was the end of the arc and they'd been building to this and I got where Manta was but because it's only issue 2 and because the last time we seen Manta it was like I'm going to tear you down piece by piece and I'm going to start with Mira and he basically just ignores Mira like Mira's knocked out and British but, t- takes her away, and he's like, "Well, I'm just gonna attack Aquaman now." Like, I, I just feel like well, I just see, I, this is gone. I was just gonna say, I just took that as no, he changed plans after seeing the embassy go up. He's like, "I'm just gonna take him out now," and I, I still think he because now with the way this ends with this group coming and talking to Manta and and bringing him into the fold, I think he can destroy Aquaman. Kind of like Kingpin destroys Daredevil, where I don't have to kill you, I'm just going to hurt you. Yeah, see, that's what I got as well. Like, this this whole thing where he accepts that he's not killing him, It's yeah. it was like he took the opportunity he had with the embassy, and he would have gone for Mirror and made it slow, but it was like, well, he's here, I'll take it. But yeah. when he's having this conversation, Akron was like, you can't kill me. He's like, yeah, I do want it to hurt more. Yeah. And that's why he stops. Death, death's too quick. Yeah. See, you say that, and I, I can see that mm-hmm. in terms of motivation, but I don't actually get that from the conversation they're having. Oh, see, I I bought Manta's frustration. Because Cause that, that's a man that thought he had it all planned out and went, ah, oh, son of a bitch, he's right. Yeah. Because it, so. cause 
basically Aquaman's whole speech to him when he like turns the trident on himself and he's like right fine do it he's like um, you'll have nothing left once you do this yeah you know it like it's more about him like questioning what he's even doing and then he doesn't kill him and for me I just felt like had this been at the end of an arc and we built to this I would have bought it a lot more but it just feels a little bit too neat and easy see yeah. that's the thing you say oh it feels too easy I think that's exactly what it is. Manta's like, now this is too easy. He he lives on the, the the hunt as much as he does actually killing Aquaman. Yeah. So that's why yeah. he's like, now nah, fuck this. This is too easy. Hmm. But yeah, I get what you're saying. But just when I read it, it didn't play that way to me. This this is the most I've liked Aquaman since John's left. Uh, yeah, and, me too. And and Parker, I liked the Parker run. That was a lot of fun. Like, I mean, he he was time hopping and fighting the gorillas of Gorilla City and stuff. Like, it was just so weird. But like this with the with the personal and where it's heading, because now the whole the whole Abnett spent an arc setting up Spender Station and now it's been destroyed. Right? There's no way humans are gonna want to go visit it once it's rebuilt because now it's a threat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, obviously, everything that it does with that is a. Uh... So uh, just just as the public was starting to like Aquaman, they're like, "Oh no, now, what's this mean now?" So it, yeah, it's yeah. almost everything. It's is, almost everything itself up in that sense is is quite good because it's, it's it's again tarnished this attempt to build a connection, right? Because now everyone's going to be on edge. Everyone still thinks that even though the person who's actually caused it is a human, like, right. you know, like it's still going to be seen as like, "Oh, it's not safe anymore." Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean, I enjoyed the issue. I, I thought uh, the fight was well done. I thought it had the badass moments. I liked the flashbacks and setting everything up. I, I guess I just didn't... I, I think maybe it was just a dialogue in the scene where he decides not to kill him that just didn't quite sell yeah. me on it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's almost fizzles, but I still, I bought the frustration of Manta. I think that's key. If you don't buy that frustration, then yeah. it is like Pete's saying, it just kind of is like, ah, uh, okay, well, it's too easy. But I totally bought the, well, he just screwed up my plan and he flips the table. Yeah, because you see him throw the trident and then he, he literally yeah. like, he punches the water. Like, he is, yeah. he's he's angry that he that he's right. He hates right. that he's right. Yeah, so, but yeah. Alright. Um, of course, the end, and uh, someone gets the uh, the police car that Manta's in as he's been taken off. Mm-hmm. And uh, do we know who this lady is? Does anyone mm-hmm. have an idea? No? Okay, so some... Some villainous-looking lady uh, looks like she's going to enlist very, the help of Manta. It's very Deadshot-esque, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, she's got a Deadshot kind of eye thing. She's also got them all over her, her top. So. Um, and look at the guys that she's with. They're too. like, they like flash things, on. yeah. Yeah, so it's definitely interesting. It's I can't wait for the next issue. So this is obviously a new group of villains that they're introducing here, so yeah. we'll, see, we'll see how this... Uh, how this pans out, but no, I was a, it was a fine issue. I just, I just had that one kind of problem mm-hmm. with it, where that, that thing didn't, didn't quite click for me. But it worked better on a second read. So, it's a shame yeah. that the problem is the climax of the issue as well, because mm. that, that, that kind of drags it down on a, for you I, a bit more, I suppose. Yeah, than I th- it would if I, it was different. I think that's why on the, the, the first read, I felt a bit more negative about it. But when I read yeah. it again, everything else worked quite well. So it was just that one moment, didn't? Yeah. So, no, that's it. That's all the books. So. I guess we were left to uh, rank, and we'll still rank up. It's only six. Uh, we'll get to a point where we've maybe got like ten, twelve books, so we'll probably just do like a top three or five, 
you know, rather than doing the whole... I think five is a nice round number. Yeah, five the... and then a bottom one, I think. Which in this case is all six. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> it, when we have, like, 12, yeah. five and a bottom one. Right, five and a bottom Shit, one. Shit, if it gets to the point where I'm reading 12 DC books, my wife's going <laughs> to be on me. <laughs> uh, it's only a matter of time, that. Yeah. Just, just, just get get a shot saying holding the line at two ninety nine, and just yeah. uh, that's all you need. That's all you need to. Yeah. All right, so um, Connor, you go first. All right, you're safe. Superman's top. <laughs> right. Just get that out there before someone tries to. You don't want to get kicked in the teeth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I, I don't think we need, really need to say why because. It's you already did. No. Uh, second, I'm going to go with Green Arrow, then Batman, then then Aquaman, then Justice League, then Green Lanterns. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But then again, like, like so, Green Lanterns, it's just there was too much red stuff still. It, it annoys me. It actually puts me in a, especially when it's at the start of the issue like that, it kind of puts me in a bad mood. And then it has to work to redeem itself. Jeez. If that came at the end, it's like, well, the rest of it was good. But with it at the start, it's like the rest of it's working to redeem itself of, of this stuff at the start. So it's just like, hmm. But, you know, still pretty good. Connor, I need the ability to instill great hate. <laughs> welcome to the Red Latin Core. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, no, welcome to the Ginger Core. There you go. I'll take it. They're even worse because you can't put them in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, Matt, I was so sure. Yeah, so of course Superman's number one. I for all the reasons I said. And then I'm going to go Aquaman because I really did enjoy it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then Batman. Or no, Green Arrow. Because uh, again, <laughs> the whole... And it's not for the other reasons. I just I forgot. Um, but the whole Ninth Circle stuff is pretty cool. And I'm interested to see where that goes. And then Batman, and then Green Lanterns, and then Justice League. And with Justice League, it just was, it felt like a whiff to me. I'll be more excited once Tony Daniel steps up on art, because at least then I'll have, you know, pretty pictures to look at if the story's not as good. Well, you got two weeks to wait, so not. not yeah. All right. Um, so, my last Superman's number one, make, making it the. Twice in a row, the unanimous like pick for everyone, which is kind of special. Uh, yeah. So Superman number one, then I'm going with Batman. Really liking the Night of the Monster Men stuff they're setting up, yeah. and the humour throughout and all that. Uh, then Green Arrow, um, for obviously, I feel like uh, there's no even point in explaining them. We've all, we've all yeah. deeply discussed why, why they're all where they are. Um, then Justice League for me at number four. Oh man. Uh, because, like I say, fun romp. I, I had I had good fun with that. Uh, Green Lanterns, number five, and then I'd put Aquaman in last place this week. Um, Damn, still so liked we, it. So we all had different last yeah. place issues. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two of us didn't have Green Lanterns in last place, so that's definitely improved. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's good because you never want everyone on the podcast to have the same exact. Yeah. I, I will say, thoughts. like, I I may have had it last again. But everything else improved, and it did improve. But everything it's, else improved as well. So it's yeah, like you're fine. The, the bar's just I, actually higher. It, it was my second to last, so it's, it was yeah. very. Don't worry, it's only a few weeks until Lobdell cometh. <laughs> oh yeah. The, the bar, the bar will be lowered. Don't you worry. 
Oh. I'm gonna have to suit up for that one. That that, <laughs> yeah. that that will legit be the the first book that I'm pretty sure we're all unanimously at the end just gonna go. Not dropping this then. Yep. No no next this, one. That's the book where I'm not even. I, I'm mentally preparing myself. I'm I'm having a whiskey like before I read this thing. It's like I'm, thing, I'm, go, guys, I'm going into this ready. I don't I don't know how much Lobdell you've read beforehand. Uh, some of his stuff on Red Hood before wasn't completely terrible. So, what if it's actually not terrible? It wasn't good though, was it? It wasn't terrible. No. It wasn't all terrible, but it wasn't. Yeah, good. like like his Starfire storyline where they got you know taken up and they had a fight. Um, her sister Blackfire, and and all that. And we got to see Starfire actually be a badass. That was cool. But that Other was one. I arc. kind of hated his Starfire. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that one arc, right? So, and it took a little while. That was like the third arc, I want to say. So, I'm just How saying. How long did you stick with that? <laughs> to be fair, no, I, I read that as well. Yeah. No, I read one issue of Red Hood at the start of the oh, New Fifty Two. Bro, and... at the New Fifty Two, I was like in Stockholm syndrome. I read. <laughs> Teen Titans for far too long. Superboy for far too long. Oh, so I, I read two issues of Superboy. That... I wanted it to be good. That was my own problem because I'm a, I'm a Connor Kent fan and that was not any... Uh, that wasn't Less said, Kent. the better. No, we haven't <laughs> had Connor Kent since, you know, the new 52 started, so... Yeah, well, <sighs> that's a few weeks off yet before we hit that, that, ha- that wonderful low bar. But uh, next week, um, I like to tell you what's coming next, and we have three new books next week. We have Nightwing Rebirth issue yes. one coming. Uh, the the impending arrival of Dick is upon the, us. The Dick is coming. Is that what you're saying? The Dick is coming. I cannot wait for Dick to come. It's exciting stuff. Uh, so Nightwing Rebirth issue yeah, one. Oh my god! Just that phrasing. <laughs> that took you oh. a few seconds, Matt. I did. I did. <laughs> Uh, we also have new Superman issue 1 so that'll be interesting that's a completely fresh thing Uh, we got Chinese Superman see how that pans out Uh, we have Hal Jordan in the Green Lantern Corps Rebirth issue 1 which we're not particularly excited for but obviously we'll give it a chance and we'll see how it how it starts and of course on top of those three we have Action Comics 959 Detective Comics 936 The Flash issue 2 and Wonder Woman issue 2 Um, most anticipated for me next week is Nightwing uh, for the obvious reasons, um, but obviously, I'm actually looking forward to all four of the ones that we've already had. They're all good. Yep. So, yeah. See, yeah. I was really like thinking, oh, it's going to be Detective Comics. I'm really looking forward to that. But but Dick's coming. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag but Dick's coming. <laughs> uh, it's going to be good. We're all Dick fans here. Exactly. That's true. Yeah, we all love Dick. So that's uh, that's what's coming next week. So yeah, that that brings us in. Now before we get to the usual plugs, because we usually you know plug Twitters and other shows and stuff, um, we want to give a special plug to a certain Kickstarter that just launched actually today, the day of recording, and that is uh, our friend Tim Vergulish, who you will find on the Screams After Midnight Horror podcast that uh, I do with him on the Melfuzz mm-hmm. Movies YouTube channel and uh, on your podcast services and so on. Um, he also does comic books. He writes and occasionally draws, but he has put up a Kickstarter for a comic that he's written called Veterinary Clinic. It is a horror comic. So go and please check that out and see if you'd be interested in supporting it. Because um, he's a good friend and he's a part of the Melfuzz team. Yes. And he has dreams. And 
one, one of the perks, admittedly, you have to be living in the California, Los Angeles area, um, and it does cost quite a lot, but one of the perks for Kickstarter is that he will personally deliver pizza to your house. So... If, wow! If that's if that's not something worth grabbing, I don't know what is. And and if you know Tim, if you've seen him on pretty much any podcast, you'll know yeah. how much pizza means to him. Now I assume that the pizza itself is paid for in the perk. I think it'd be quite scummy for Tim yeah. to shop with the pizza and be like, "That'll be twelve dollars, please." <laughs> Although, <laughs> playing the part of pizza man, I don't think he would pass that up as a joke. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, that's a very Tim thing to do, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Man, I really wish I lived in LA because I totally would buy that. Yeah. Like, Also, I I would probably just do it so I could be a dick and when he arrives with the pizza, go, yes, I'll have pizza. You know, it would probably be nice for me to offer you a slice, wouldn't it, Tim? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the door. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Yeah. Unfortunately, though, I'm not in Los Angeles, so I cannot take uh, right. the opportunity. Um, I'm also poor, and that's quite an expensive perk, that one. Yeah. Uh, right, rightfully so and there's a limit of 10 people he may have to end up delivering t- 10 pizzas to 10 different people yeah that, that'll be like every day after work for t- like almost two weeks for him you know crazy bastard yeah, yeah. so go, go check it out uh, and see if you want to support it um, obviously being a comics podcast it's exactly the sort of place we're going to plug that and uh, we're probably going to mention yep. that for the next four weeks because it's got like 35 days left on its uh Yep. We won't talk about it as much as this for the next four weeks, but we will, we will mention it again. So, go check it out. So, now, now that you've done us the, the, the... given us the respect of sitting through that, we will very quickly do the rest. Alright, so you can tweet at us, uh, mailed underscore fuzz. You can also email us, mailfuzz at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought of the books this week, either on the comments below on YouTube, or you can get us on those places. Obviously, you can talk to us personally on Twitter, at Wibble89 for me, at MattofSteel57 for Matt, at ConorRyan94 for the ginger one. Why do you want to talk to him? I don't know, but you might. Um, <laughs> hey, people do, and you know it. Yes, he does. We talked about Green Day's Dookie uh, last night. What a so. great album. Yes, that is. Sure. Oh, Pete. I'm not a Green Day fan, I'm sorry. We need, we need to have some talks. Don't get me wrong, they're better than a lot of the other punk shit you listen to, Matt, admittedly. Oh, but, oh, oh shots fired. Shots fired. Because you, you like, um, do you like Fallout Boy? Yes, I do. Early yeah. Fallout Boy. Hmm. Don't, don't get me started on their new shit. <laughs> Are and you Ghostbusters fan? song is the first thing I've ever heard. And I thought, I thought that was hyperbole, and then I listened to it. Uh, yeah. Ain't afraid of no ghosts, but I'm afraid of that song. Uh, so, uh, yeah, let us know what you think of the books this week. Uh, we always like to hear from you. Uh, check out the other stuff. We mentioned Screams. You can check out the regular movie stuff. 1.21 gigawatts. All the TV stuff we're doing almost cancelled. Find them on the two YouTube channels, Mail Fuzz Movies, Mail Fuzz TV. In fact, you're on one of them right now for this, possibly, if that's where you watch it. Um, or your podcast services, and yada, yada, yada. I sped through them as quickly as I possibly could. Thank you very much for listening and or watching. We appreciate it a lot. Um, bless the Lord and Saviour that is Jeff Johns. And uh, and if you're on the audio, I did do like a cross sign as I said that. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, hey, he resurrected Hal Jordan. He resurrected the real DC Universe. Anyway, that's true, yeah. Well, no, technically it was uh, Grant Morrison that resurrected Barry. 
yeah, but you know who told him to do it. <laughs> True. It wasn't. I'll, I'll agree there. But it was in Final Crisis, so Grant gets the, the direct uh, rating credit. At least for gets it. co-credit on yeah. Yeah. Yes. We'll give him. I'll, I'll deal with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, let us know what you think. Thanks very much for uh, spending the last 90 minutes with us, uh, or more or less, whatever we're at. And uh, remember, guys, whatever you do, don't get lost in the Speed Force. And long live the Legion. Thank you.